Matt Wensing. Peter Soom, how are you? Good, and how are you? I'm fine. I got my rand out before we started recording, so now I'm I, fine. I was going to say, like, yeah, like, what? Wait, since when? <laughs> You're not fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're not good or fine. For context, um, it's like 9 p.m. here, and I've just been spending an hour doing live chat support on all this stuff I didn't answer over the weekend. Yeah. It's, uh, I was talking to a friend today, and, um, I told him that I'm doing a lot more programming than I normally do. Like, I don't know, before we started working on reform, when the last time that I really like spend time programming was, it's probably before in the early days of, of Bjorn working with me, I still did some, some coding and, and helped him mm-hmm. out, but then he just took over. Um, and then, so my friend was like, yeah, that, but that's awesome, right? Aren't you having fun? And it's, it is fun and I am enjoying it. But the thing is, is like, I don't, I don't, I can't context switch to like, okay, let me just like go to the live chat or let me just like answer this support email while I do coding. Like I, I spend no. literally all my energy coding. And then whenever I need a break, it's like, I don't go do live support. Like I go out and like play with my son or eat some food or something like that. Yeah. Right? And then, so the only, so I do like basically just one round of emails every night. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really stressful because it's like, then like, you know, 30 minutes later, everyone replies to that email and it just stays there, sits there until next night when I find mm. some time to like do it. Cause I, it's, it's just, it's hard to, to go back and forth and like, okay, let me just like, talk to this customer and then just go back to like figure out how to sort this array the right way. Like it's just. Yeah. Tough. Totally. Agreed. Agreed. It's painful. That context switching uh, is expensive, especially if those tickets are just, yeah, you know, uh, trying to get you to focus attention on things or pointing out that you need to focus on things that, um, you know, that you aren't for some reason, you know, it's like, they know how to get me like, so two two people in a short amount of time. And it was a coincidence, actually, it wasn't like a general issue, but two people in a, like in within two days emailed me that they got a 500 error when they tried to sign up for paid branch account. Mm. And then it's like, okay, you have my attention. (laughs) I'll I'll bite. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, well that, and that's because you've, you've really shifted your attention elsewhere. Yeah, that is true. It's, it's really, it's okay. So I'm just doing my update now, I guess I um, flow right into it. Normally April and beginning in March is like the most busy months for WP Pusher and also the most like with the most revenue. I don't know why it is, but I've seen it for basically six years now. Um, So Hmm. for, for, for some reason, I don't know what the reason is. There is some sort of seasonality where a lot of people find WP Pusher and apparently branch as well (laughs) in around March, April might be Hmm. that they're like, wrapping stuff up over the new years, like getting there. But like, so I think there's a lack from people getting budgets for new web projects to 
finding an agency and the agency starting the the process. So that might just be why it's like there's like a three months lag period before it really picks up. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe the agency starts working on the project in, in February and then they're like, okay, this is not going to scale. Like we need a deployment solution. <laughs> and then in March, April, they, that's when they find the pusher and branch. So that might mm-hmm. just be that. Um, but for some reason, it's always busy. And it's, but it's also the same time now that we're working on a different thing and not really spending much attention um, on those other products. So it's just been a lot of support and it's, um, it's kind of stressful. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like another thing that would be stressful would be if the MRR just dropped on those projects. So even though the MRR, it's not so much the MRR because with the pusher we charge yearly subscriptions but mm-hmm. the revenue is a lot higher in in March and April but mm. when you calculate it as MRR it's like it's sort of spread out over the year more evenly um but mm. but the revenue is 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 lumpy so it feels lo- it feels good to get all these like stripe payment notifications and it it like gives me some it kind of fuels me that, and it makes me feel like we have some more runway than we maybe actually have. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to see it, but it's also just like, it's stressful to have to deal with this support. Um, and it's stressful yeah. that, especially for like, WP Pusher is so stable. Like there is bare, like it's so rare that I have to fix stuff. And mm-hmm. the only times I have to fix stuff is like, Bitbucket has like some sort of unannounced API breaking change. Like they do that once a year or something like that. Um, <laughs> just keep and, you on your toes. <laughs> and then it's like, that's just like one or two days that it just costs me. Like that's just the nature of it. I'll just, I'll fix it and make sure that everyone is happy and talk to everyone. And then it's, it's done. And then it's stable again. Um, mm. GitHub has never pulled that on us, but but we have to support Bitbucket and GitLab as well because people like to use those for some reason. <laughs> and um, so, um, but for Branch, like we launched, if people remember listening to this podcast, we launched some really big features to Branch just before we kind of stopped working on it. This right. hosts thing. Um, and there's a lot of little things that is breaking and that's n- not working super awesomely. Mm-hmm. And um, like it's obviously mostly working, otherwise people wouldn't be using it. But there's just all these small edge cases that breaks, and we changed the pricing structure a bit. So like some people signed up in January, they're on a different like sort of Stripe plan than the people now, like for the free plan, and it's just complicated. So there's like all these issues, but I I don't have time to fix them right now because my number one priority is getting a reform out the door. Yeah. So I, it's like trading water. Like I just, ha- I have to send nice replies to people and come up with like temporary fixes or whatever, <laughs> like as much as I can do, mm-hmm. but it just feels like it just piles up of like stuff that I know that would be good to fix and that I normally would fix and feel better about, but that I just don't like. So wh- why I can't, yeah. Why don't you just, uh, have you thought about selling branch and WP pusher to someone? Yeah, I mean, I was, I've thought about selling WP Pusher since day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think I want to sell WP Pusher because it's right now. It just it. I mean, if for the right price, obviously I would. But it's just been so loyal and good 
to me over the years mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. and it's still growing and it's not it's not yeah. the real uh, problem right now like it's it's not that bad to do the email for wp pusher um branch i have thought about it like it would be so easy to fix these things um mm. and it's just it's like the it doesn't work for me the business yeah because it for for it to like for branch to work for us it needs to be on a much different scale like first of all like it needs to support bjorn and i full-time and yeah. then it needs to be able to like fairly quickly like be like a million dollar uh company for it to be worth anything to our investors as well right so yeah. so it, it doesn't work for me but I, I don't remember where I said this, but it's like it could be a nice little business for someone else. Like if they, you know, something that they could just make like you know, a few thousand a month and then maybe grow it from there. It's like, yeah, yeah. I could see that happen. Like we've gotten a, got a few customers. I think we got in the past month, we got probably like four customers or something like that. But then a couple of them churned because stuff broke and I didn't reply to their emails quickly enough. And, Mm -hmm. So it's like it those are the kind of things that I think like if you're looking to acquire a small like side business or something like that, it's like you want to have some obvious things that you can fix. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> you want some low hanging fruit, right? That's how you get a good deal. Um yeah. and I think there definitely yep. is some low hanging fruits. Um but still like my priority right now is getting reform out the door and and kind of like validate that idea. And if I feel if so kind of like the way I think about it is it would be nice to sell branch from like a brain space or <laughs> mental space kind of uh, point yeah, of view. That's what I'm thinking. But that's still like a nice to have, you know, like I can I can I can just get the work done and like answer those emails and stuff like that, even though it sucks, like, but it's still I don't want to spend too much time trying just like doing this like it this kind of optimization of selling it just to feel better or like not be stressed or something like it's, it's not important enough right now to sell it. But like, if we, if the runway starts to look bad, then it would be nice to like probably, you know, try to see if we could, if we could sell it and, and buy some more run, runway. But like right now at this moment, I don't want to spend too much time on it to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It makes sense. That's kind of how I feel about it. The, yeah. the other thing is like, do you, if, do you remember the whole like Stripe saga <laughs> from like a year ago? So Branch and WP Pusher shares oh, a Stripe account yep. right now. Yep, yep, yep. But it's a, at the same time, it's like Branch is so, it's not that many customers. So it, it would be an easy migration to migrate it to another, someone else's Stripe account, but it would still be involved, right? Yeah, it's not so easy. Um, mm -hmm. So in a sense, it'd be better if someone just acquire, acquired all of it. Got but it. Then it's like then okay. it's like a big thing, right? Then it's yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I think I just need to like, like I tell myself that once we've shipped reform, maybe like I can find like three days to just fix stuff on branch. Um, yeah, but until I then. Mean, you know, it's not worth the mental space. The problem is, like, if it goes really well with reform, the still won't I won't, be worth I won't have time the, to fix the. Yeah, the opportunity things. cost is just going to go up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and I'll be even more busy. So it's like it's yep. 
it's only if reform goes poorly i have time to fix branch and then it doesn't really matter because i have time to anyways then you have lots of time to do lots of stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is yeah uh another opportunity is just to like quickly just grow revenue with reform enough that i don't care about branch and yeah, yeah. you just don't that that's that sounds like the best initial yeah so it's sort of like what are you trying to say? If that works, that's the best path. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's a thing right now. Um, but yeah, so from like a maker perspective, I'm really I've put on my maker hat. I'm doing a lot of stuff on the especially on the on the back end side of things. Um mm-hmm. and Bjorn is mostly working on the front end side of things, which is primarily the the form builder itself. Okay. There's so much stuff in building a form builder, but we're really, we're really trying to like, keep it simple and cut the scope down. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's this whole thing that we talked about last time of shitty MVPs. Like you, we don't want a shitty MVP and right. it's so the, the kind of like the dilemma is you try to think about like, what do we absolutely need and then cut the stuff we don't need. But you need to know sort of what your criteria are because in reality, you don't really need anything. Like you can just give people some really crappy UI that's not designed and whatever. Like you could just do it for them manually and stuff like that. But it's not really then what are you testing? Like you're just testing that. I don't know. Well, not it's like, like crappy software. <laughs> yeah. So, and True. I think especially for this product, it's like it's the scope. So kind of like what we've, decided is this where it makes sense to cut the scope right now is the types of field blocks that we allow you to add to a form we don't want we don't sh- like we're gonna we're gonna ship with a, just a handful of those so basically mm-hmm. what we needed for our own form for the early access stuff and what derek needs for the use case that he has for it um and a few other people that we kind of like have on a list of people that we're going to give it to first um just try to only ship whatever they need. Um, and then obviously like we have, we've basically already built like sort of like a framework for how to add fields. So it'll be fairly easy to add more to it later Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is like integrations. That's the kind of stuff I think where we can say, we don't really need much to begin with. Like for the, for the handful of people that we're going to start with, like if they can download a CSV file of theirs, uh, responses and put them into a google sheet that's actually uh, enough to get started like it might be that like after a month like they'll get tired of that and they need zapier or something like that but then mm-hmm. i mean we'll worry about that in a month right um sure so but the thing that we don't want is like we don't want the form builder to be buggy like we don't want the form builder to feel slow and clunky like because that's what we actually are promising people it's like we're promising them like a slick product that works well, that's quick to use and that looks good and makes beautiful forms that are fast and that you can feel good about showing to your customers and whoever you you're asking for, for input. Right. And I feel like we're really delivering on that. Like I'm really excited about the product right now. It's, it's fun to build and it feel it feels like we're sweating the right details and, and not worried too much about a lot of things. <laughs> cool um but like yeah yeah 
it's it's hard to prioritize, but we just want to get something out really quick. And I think that might actually be a world where in within a week we can have someone um, start using it a little bit, but maybe not hit the publish button on a form. But mm-hmm. um, I think we're we're very close to our database being in a state where we won't have to do like <laughs> refresh everything, my, run migrations one more time, and um, like I think we're pretty pretty set on our our data models and stuff like that. So I think within the next few days, probably we can we can start giving people logins to start playing around with the form builder, mm-hmm. um, and then it'll be maybe another week um, at least before they can click publish. But yeah, I feel good about like probably within the next two weeks, we'll have something that works fairly well, I think. And cool. I, I think that's, that's a really exciting. good turnaround time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Like there's so um, much stuff when you start from scratch that you forgot about like that last time you build a thing. It's like, oh, right. We also need that. Like this, it's in, <laughs> one day, actually, I felt sort of bad about this, but I, I, I came out for like a snack <laughs> in one of my breaks. And my wife asked me something about like what I thought our sons should eat for lunch or something like that. And I think this probably came off the wrong way. But the thing I tried to explain was like, because we're building from scratch, it's like every 30 seconds we have to make a decision about something. So like yeah. when I go out for a snack, it's like even just thinking about like what kind of snack I want is like yet another decision. So it's <laughs> like I literally can't decide on anything. It's like, it's like yeah, all, all the registers are full. Yeah. Um, it's like, that, yeah. nope. Yeah. yeah. Overflow. <laughs> Oh, I just felt it. Just my, stare at her, like yeah. Not my husband anything. came out into the room. Yeah. I asked him what he wanted for lunch, and he fell down on the floor. Yeah, he just stopped working. I don't know what happened, and he hasn't said anything since. No, it's the strangest <laughs> thing. He's just been staring off into space. Have you tried shutting your uh, and off and on again? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you tried booting him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so uh, a lot of a lot of that. I um, nice. I hope to send out an email to the list tomorrow with with some sort of update uh, about where mm-hmm. we're at. Um, yeah. I feel good yeah. about things, but I'm also it's stressful that we we were like, here is a thing we want to build, and then a bunch of people were like, awesome, we want it, and then. We don't have anything to give them. So yeah, like Clock every sticking. day we don't ship it. It's like too slow. Yeah. And uh, it's going to feel really good to just get something out there. And then it's going to be a completely different dynamic of like, okay, now it's fixing things and it's a balance of fixing things and shipping things. Like if, if reform does so, just, you know, like somehow, well, I think we have, it has the potential to just flood us with um, with feature requests because there's so many things you can think about you want for a form. And it's going to be really potentially difficult to prioritize stuff like what's more important, uh, drip integration or taking Stripe payments or allowing multiple choice. It's like so different. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Um, and all of them are probably important. Yeah. 
I yeah, it's one step at a time. Yeah, um, we don't worry your, too much about that now. Yeah, and you've you've made some progress on the pricing front, right? Right, like we thinking, have thinking about it. Yeah, so I think we're going to start it at nineteen dollars a month, and then nice. I, lo- I love that price point for this. Just yeah, it feels right. It's like Terraform starts at thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a free tier, and I think we probably will have a free tier one day. But I don't want to start with it because, especially with all this prioritization, like it's nice to just worry about the people that are paying for it. Um, actually, I'm not even sure if we're going to have a trial because it's it feels like a weird product to have a free trial for because it's like, what if you just need to send out a survey to your email list? Then you just use the free trial. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so I think. We're just going to make it free to sign up and you can build your form. But then when you want to hit publish, that's when you when you pay. Um, and I think yeah. that's, that's like you get to see how it works. You get to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get to see that it works, how it works. Yeah. The only thing you can't do is just extract the value. Yeah. And it feels, feels fair. Yeah. And then that way we can also, you know, while we're building it, like even for the people that can't use it yet like we can just say sign up now and like see how far you get and then we'll 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 mm. see what's missing and then we can add those features you can add it to your form and you can go live so it's almost like becomes like a pipeline of people that are ready to use it oh, yeah like yeah, that yeah that's cool you'll see um, you'll see a bunch of dead ends at least as opposed to yeah no interaction yeah, like i could i could see us like having like a list of like draft forms that are like okay you know, if we added this feature, like these five forms could go live. <laughs> would have gone live, which would have made us money. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to do a heavily discounted annual plan, at least for while we're in early access. Um, so okay. I think we're going to do that uh, price at 119 for the year. I just I just oh, yeah. want that to feel like a good deal. Um, yeah, that is. And <laughs> then the, the way I, I, I kind of think about it is, I've heard many people say that they they upgrade, you know, kind of like on demand <laughs> for the form products they use. Like, okay, we need, we have a lot of submissions this month, or like, okay, we we have one active form this month, but we don't have one next month, so they they cancel or pause their subscription. So I think I think it's the kind of product where you actually just want to see how many months you can get people to prepay for, um, and yeah. it's it's better that they only pay for six months then they cancel after three months mm-hmm. so it feels like it's not enough to give them two months for free like yeah like, i see not yeah yeah because you, you just want them to like get a really good deal and just have it handy whenever they need it, it feels right like. makes sense um, at least for the beginning like we just want to have a good deal um incentivize people yeah it feels good and uh kind of a fun little wink there to have the 19 repeat <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. good um yeah cool man so uh, that's that's what's what's going on in my world cool and uh i think we can we can switch to you oh oh, oh. <laughs> uh what uh what, what what what's going on with you and your business <laughs> yeah just me um <laughs> just me and the family are going on a, a trip this week um, leaving on Wednesday, a delayed spring break, which is exciting. Uh, but it means my week is really short. This is my last meeting of today. And then basically the couple meetings that I have to have tomorrow and then hitting the road, hitting the 
hitting the runway actually. Um, but, uh, where are you going? Most of the, we are going to a ski town in Colorado. Nice. So we'll be there for a little while, which is awesome. And, uh, nice. we have some, yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, we'll be gone for a little bit and then back just a week. Um, be nice to see some snow that i don't have to deal with after i leave <laughs> and then uh in that place where they know how to deal with it so they know how to deal with it and uh to be able to ski on it and just have some good food good times i promised myself that you know we would go on some way of decompressing i mean we had a crazy january february march uh you and did. yeah yeah and <laughs> We survived, we got through, things are good, and it's time to take a step back and enjoy that. And it, normally that's spring break, but um, this year, just the because we had so much uncertainty, we didn't really plan to go away on spring break, so we just stayed here. And we said, okay, now that, now that we can kind of take a breath, let's actually go somewhere. And nice. so we're going to go first week of April, which you can still ski, uh, turns out usually a little bit cooler than this it's going to be a little bit warmer than it is even for this time of year but typically the first week of april is very much like the month of march in colorado uh, historically so you're kind of getting the weather you want in march but when you don't have quite the crowds if you can do it so that's nice. the uh yeah so that's colorado the we that was one of my favorite places when we visit the u.s yeah, it's one of our favorite places as well, as the kids know too. They joke a lot about how we go there. I mean, we either go there or go through there for almost every one of our trips. And yeah. how can I resist the Rocky Mountains? It's just, it's just so beautiful. So yeah, um, so we love that, and we'll be so we'll be gone there. Uh, but before that, some exciting kind of milestones and moments in uh, in Summitland. Um, so today, this morning, uh, Giles pushed live a, you know, uh, I just call it a version. He just pushed the, yeah, pushed a release uh, to the staging site of the new app. Oh, and yeah, and you know, it, uh, it, it's, it's sort of like, you know, it's like looking at the car. That's, you know, it's not, it's not finished yet. I, I actually really love the. Um, I think it was Ed Catmull who was the, let's just say, executive at Pixar. And he has this line in this, in this, he has this line where he says, you know, we, we learned at Pixar to be very careful about how we, especially when we're looking over someone's shoulder, you know, which is what this feels like when you're looking at a release that's like, this is not for the public. This is just, this is a, you know, a shippable version to the staging site. He, he said, you know, we've learned to be very, very um, careful with our fragile ideas, you know, or our, like our newborn ideas that you have to just, it's not about finding things that are wrong at the pixel level. It's not about finding things that are this way. It's like, can you, can you look at a wireframe or can you look at a working prototype and understand like what's possible and what's going on and what the real innovation is. And so I look at this and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like I've had the wireframe. It's not even, it's not the wireframe uh, version of it. It is not. It is not there yet. But if I look at what it is, what is on the page, uh, it's a canvas where I can move around these little boxes, which each represents an event, which means I can freeform organize my events now on this canvas. Mm. And when I click them, 
it like instantly puts their details up in this top box and like Excel, it shows the operations that are inside. It shows when they start and when they stop, it shows their frequency. And I caught myself just sitting here like spatially arranging the little events on the canvas for a <laughs> while, which is so kind of, it's really satisfying because right. you're, you're kind of helping your brain just organize these these things these these building blocks you know and now we're going to auto organize these for for most people so we'll just do an auto layout um but you know it's like having index cards on a, or, or sticky notes on a whiteboard you know mm-hmm. um it's not like trello cards or swim lanes where you have like just you can pick a column and you can pick a, a depth right it's uh complete xy freedom so you can it's just really satisfying to move these things around and go like, oh yeah, I want to put this little group next to this group because they're related. And I want to put these vertically organized because, you know, so even just experiencing this, it just feels really good, man. It's like very awesome. It's right. It's like, wow. You know, even the ability to arrange these on an XY plane, it's starting to feel like, oh man, the value it's there. It really is there. You know, like I, I had a hypothesis that if these were on a canvas, you'd feel different about them. And I do, you know, I know that I do. <laughs> I just like caught myself clicking around and just adjusting these. And I'm like, this is kind of one of those almost like nervous ticks where you could just sort of arrange and rearrange your model <laughs> like any, anytime you wanted to. Um, just to like get a feel for your business. Like, you know, oh yeah, yeah look at this over here. So I'm really... I'm enjoying that. You do, there is a run button so I can build, I can flow all these events through the simulator and get the forecast data back. Um, I can change the frequency of these things. Uh, and that's kind of it. You know, if I go back to the top level, I can choose from the, from the different models that I have in my account. And that's it. But I mean, I know, I also know how much work has been done to create just this. Mm. <laughs> and it's a lot. And so I'm sitting here looking at this going, okay, sure. You know, we need some, a lot of CSS styling still to go and a lot of organization to go and buttons and components, but that's not the hard part, you know, like getting here is the hard part, having built one of these front ends myself. So, you know, yeah, hats off to him for getting this far this fast. And I am already feeling really happy about the feel. You know, like so. this, this, fe- this really feels like similar to how, how it is with reform right now. It's like, mm. first of all, like building prototypes and building something that you can try as early as possible and like get a feel for it is so valuable is something I didn't appreciate early in my career, but that I'm really appreciating now. Like we spend like a good amount of time just building the form builder UI without building a form builder, but just like mm-hmm. something that looked like a form builder and, and had the same, like you could interact with it in the same way as, as like a standalone little thing, just to, just to get it right. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it meant so much like that we had, it, it just changed everything that we didn't have to worry about how all the other stuff worked. We just focused yeah. on this part of the UI and then the other thing is like with the form builder, it's 
there's so many little details underneath the, th the surface that you don't think about and yeah. all, like so many things and the way that the data is structured and stuff like that but then mm -hmm. now that a lot of that work like so right now the version we have right now it has two field types <laughs> which are actually not fields they're just text so like an h1 and a paragraph mm -hmm. and we have the other fields on the back end but on the front end that's the only two field types we have but you know clicking around and adding those and reorganizing them and stuff like that i have that same feeling of like i know how much mm -hmm. stuff is underneath here just to make this work and adding an h2 or a text input or an email input it's going to be like there's a framework for it and it's going to be exactly cool. like exactly the, that's the brain work yeah. is done that's right yeah that's right and so i know that like so much is here already the foundations here in terms of the look and feel and the main the the, the layout is the same layout that i wireframed um like the overall layout is correct so yeah uh there's a lot we can do and i also he um he shared the fact that he's doing um a much better job of maintaining state in this new version of the app and the reason that matters isn't just from a bug standpoint because there weren't really a lot of stateful bugs in the old UI, but because of the way it's being done, knowing, you know, keeping track of that dirty state on different objects everywhere, and then being able to either, you know, commit all those changes in a batch or commit sort of just the partial updates um, to different items or events, uh, even being able to like work on changes and then see the results iteratively like there's just a lot of horsepower in this thing that wasn't even in the old one <laughs> so it's uh it's like three steps forward you know one step back from a stylistic standpoint so um but that step's not that hard uh so it's definitely yeah it's exciting so this is a big day staring at something that um i don't think the world has uh seen before so we're um we're Can't pretty try it pretty giddy yeah 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 and i was just realizing over the weekend you know once i can write these um little instructions there's so much there's so many more types of models and things that i can do you know that i couldn't do with the old ui it was just very restrictive so so i'm excited about this um to say the least and yeah, we had like an entire user interview going on in our slack yeah, yeah, we did. That's right. After the last episode, folks, remember we were talking about why you did not use Summit to uh, figure out your annual versus monthly billing versus cash flow uh, model. And I thought you hit the nail on the head in terms of why. And I think this new one uh, has has a fighting chance of winning you over because yeah. it's going to be it's going to feel a lot less burdensome for you to come in here and just create uh that little imperfect model that you want as opposed to hey create something that's proper you know properly done um it's not going to force that so yeah it feels like the uh forces i always forget what it what it's called the forces for progress making framework yep. like there's a lot there's more than one of those corners that we cover covered I think in that conversation. Yeah, we did definitely like, I, you know, and I was interviewing you sort of thinking about that and yeah, I think you, 
you were ended up being a perfect example of what we're what we're trying to fix here. And I think if you were able to use this tool instead and arrange your arrange the components of your business model, show those to Bjorn, have a conversation and adjust your key assumptions, I think you'd be just as happy, um, maybe happier because of the way it's laid out. So that's the idea. Um, so that's a, that's big on the maker side. Um, you know, and Giles is already on to the next thing and I'm designing, uh, designing less now than I was before. Cause I feel like the wireframes for this are kind of done for the foreseeable future where I've shifted my attention is to writing as a matter of fact. So I found a tool called, uh, well, the name of the tool is Nuclino, but it's a wiki. I was looking for like a wiki, uh, internal wiki tool that I could start using. And I checked out a few. Um, and this one stuck. And I was describing this to somebody else. I was describing this to Ryan this morning saying, I love to write. But when I write, especially in free free flowing kind of mode, I love to be able to take advantage of this feature of wikis, which is you should be able to create a link on the fly out of a piece of text and that text should just turn into a link and you should be able to keep writing so it's just like a quick inline link creation the key is that link should be able to go to some place that doesn't exist yet right so that you can basically write an article and as you're writing it you have these rabbit trails of thought yeah, and you can and you can link to those rabbit trails, and you can choose either to go down that rabbit trail right now, which is often what I do, or you can just not go down that path and keep writing, and so it creates this really really natural way of like documenting your ideas because it's you're a like web. scaffolding the whole thing while you're yeah because what I hate about a Google Docs approach is because I'm not a linear because I'm not thinking linearly. Some people are, that's fine. We need those people too. <laughs> But if I start thinking about sort of one aspect of Summit, it's very common for me to think then like get to the first, you know, first paragraph, first major point. And then my brain just wants to go down that point a mile deep. And what a wiki does is I can I can just do an at symbol, type in that word like model characteristics. And then I can hit enter and I can go to a brand new page that it just created for me or not. And I can just start filling that out and say like, oh yeah, the characteristics of the model are such and such and such, which matches our data model, whatever. And if I don't, like once I want to not go down that path anymore, I can just roll back up to the top level and like keep writing. And it's just this really fast way to organize or to get out my thoughts when my thoughts are very interconnected. I think that's the thing. Um, so it's been very satisfying and I've created, I'm, I'm just going to count here. Now these are articles, not like, they're not all long. Some of them are long. Um, I've created one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11, 12. I've created 14 articles or documents since Thursday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So very easy. I like Some of them that. Are just, it sounds like a cool tool. Yeah. I kind yeah. I kind of do that when I program. Like I I always just like write out the kind of like the code that I wish I had or like that I could write. Mm-hmm. So I write out the API first, basically. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of classes and stuff that don't exist. And then like, but then yeah. like, 
like if i had to every time like it was like okay then we need this type of class here i if i had to write the entire class first and create it and stuff like that then it probably yep it would slow me down a lot for sure like i yeah. want to get it all out like it just like the structure that's right so this lets me kind of just follows interconnected thoughts and then come back to where I was anytime I want to or not. So yeah, most of these are a page long. Some of them are a paragraph and some of them are multiple pages, but just to be able to get this out there and then share it with the team and say, Hey, if we're going to have a meeting on product strategy, this you can, you can set a cultural expectation that like you've read through <laughs> all the articles on the company wiki around product strategy, you know, and you don't come to that meeting sort of completely unaware of, you know, what I'm thinking, what any other team member is thinking. So it's hopefully a way to say, you know, these thought we can write these things down. That's going to scale a lot better than having to say it and then come up with new ways to say it over and over and over again. I mean, there's enough of that you do as a CEO, <laughs> but there's a few things you want to be able to write, like your manifesto for branch or, you know, other things where, there's just a document out there and it's kind of a evergreen thing, you know? Um, and people should be able to read that anytime they want to extend it, comment on it, link to it, et cetera. So, so yeah, I'm really excited about this. I feel like this is a shift from, um, this is a part of my design role that I've talked, that I've talked about taking on. Like, yes, there's the wireframing. This is really contextualizing the designs and the product a lot more in saying, this is why we're doing this. Um, this is why this is this way. And yeah, it's really helpful for me to clarify my thoughts. Um, it just feels really good. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good in terms of a week's work. Um, on the you know other parts of the business, we are in the process of moving away from bench. So Ryan is moving us away from Bench into QuickBooks, which is pretty big undertaking. Um, I don't want to talk bad about Bench. <laughs> I really don't. But there's some things that we should know, which is Bench is not accrual-based accounting. It's cash-based, which is a problem for a SaaS business. And it's, a pro it's just not common, at the very least. Um, and... Also, just not the same thing as having somebody internal that really looks after this stuff. So some our convertible notes weren't really accounted for the way they should be. Just a lot of other stuff. So Ryan is doing that really underappreciated work <laughs> of kind of QAing all of the uh, all the months of financials back to uh, basically the start of 2020 and getting everything into QuickBooks historically so that we never have to go back to any other system and it feels good you know honestly to have that being ironed out and he's done the same thing to carta with our cap table um, so he's he's working on really getting all of our systems clean and organized which you know if you got, got one person implementing product designs on one side and then one person like organizing the heck out of everything and taking care of customer communications really opens up the brain to, <laughs> to to write and plan and you know design so i'm really happy right now in terms of being able to, to focus on design for a while nice yeah we're on bench 
just not it's not a world right now where we're gonna gonna move away from bench no no and it wasn't for me either but now with ryan in house it just doesn't make sense to pay them to do that work and he's better at it frankly than they are um so it makes sense so that that feels really good and then he and i are going to talk about pricing strategy when i get back from this trip uh and just think about marketing and really marketing and partnerships the uh I talked to, I don't want to reveal anything yet, but I did talk to a CEO this morning of a pretty well-known SaaS company. And we're going to end up doing something together where uh, they're going to contribute to the platform. So contribute to the platform, meaning they're going to create little events inside of Summit that other people can use uh, that will contain valuable data and valuable stuff. So when you load up Summit to be your scratch pad or to be your notebook or your napkin math, like that G sheet, um, it'll contain a lot of other really valuable data just out of the box that you can just like immediately integrate. And that's pretty exciting. Like benchmarks and... Yep, benchmarks, intelligent assumptions, maybe data, think about, um, hey, I wonder how Airtable does their pricing. Why can't you just hit a keystroke and like import Airtable's pricing model? Or, you know, I wonder how, you know, Google Suite uh, scales as you add employees. Well, why can't you just hit a keystroke and bring in the average cost of a G Suite per employee, you know, at scale, right? So there's just tons of opportunities to add data to this. And so I found my first partner um, to contribute to it. And that's going to, Hopefully that's going to be, that's the idea. So we, we launched the new app. It's a product. It has value. But then we really build it out as a platform where by, definitely by Q3, I'm not sure which month in Q3, but other people and companies are contributing to it by basically publishing models and events to it that you can reuse. Um, a fun one too is something like, hey, maybe I want to use Summit to model my personal finances. And I kind of want to get a feeling for how an IRA is going to perform over the next 30 years or what college tuition is going to be like. There can be certified financial advisors or professionals, planners that can contribute to the platform and just give you a bunch of building blocks that you can use to build out your personal finances, right? Around inflation and expenses so it's not even just, this is the thing about Summit that's getting really wild. It's like, now that we've opened up the, you know, as we open up the front end, like there's nothing that's forcing it to be SaaS specific or even B2B specific. You know, you can use a spreadsheet to model your personal finances too, you know, um, or your company or both. So uh, really excited about moving on to the user story around publishing to the tool, publishing to the to the product platform, and lined up my first sort of yes today in terms of contributing to that. So, um, and that'll add credibility too. That's the other part of it. Like, it's one thing for Summit to be contributing data to its own platform, but to have a well-known name in the field add to it and say this data is from us and we know what we're talking about. That's obviously much more powerful. That's really cool. Congrats on uh, getting your first partner. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's what's not what's funny about it is like I did the, I, 
it was it's going to be white glove for the first few and especially when i'm dealing with bigger partners i'm gonna obviously talk to them and i want to have that relationship but what's funny is like six months from now there doesn't need to be or and there won't be any phone calls emails or conversations somebody will just put in some data hit save publish it as a template or publish it as a plugin and it's just there you know <laughs> so it, actually it'll enter a review queue and somebody on the summit team will look at it and click approve but it'll all be self-serve you know on both sides of the house um so that's that's what i'm really excited about is man how can we get this as they always say flywheel spinning so if you're listening to this and you have ideas <laughs> shoot me a dm yeah that is really great yeah yeah so um that's it in summit land and personally well keep it short and sweet i think so yeah our our uh just under an hour here <laughs> version of the, <laughs> no the way i think about it is like the, pe the people that that don't want it to be too long they all they are they always listen on 2x speed uh, okay so it's actually only 25 minutes yeah that's fair hi rob <laughs> hi rob <laughs> no that was very fast <laughs> chipmunk pete all right man good to cool. see you yeah see you in a few weeks yep have a nice trip all right have a good night talk to you later bye bye